This podcast may contain adult themes and triggering topics. Please be kind to yourself if you get triggered by what we discuss. Also, this isn't a substitute for therapy or counseling. Please listen to the appendix at the end for some of our recommendations for resources that will help you find a qualified mental health care provider. Now, we take you to a time in the near future where emotional abuse has been appropriately deemed a crime and the survivors find a home to reclaim their lives and freedom. This is Haven, and these are the stories of the Reclaimers. Tonight on Livestream, Julia Stone, fitness coach and coercive control survivor, will take calls from viewers on my favorite of our segments. Want to join in? Call us via search term TLW Julia, and you could have the last word. Hello, caller. You're on with Julia and Meg. Yeah, I just wanted to know about Ben. Has anyone heard from him since the inquiry? Ben hasn't responded to any of my messages since the inquiry session where he was questioned. I just feel so sorry for him. He's been trying to stand up for victims and then to be outed like that. It's just awful. Yes, I'm worried about him as well. Ben, if you're watching, know that there are many who support you and want to know you're okay. I echo that. Ben and I may have our differences about how we wish to approach getting there, but we agree on the end result. No one deserves to be treated how Ben was treated at that last session. Agreed. What about Senator Daniels? I didn't think it was very nice of him just to out Ben like that. It certainly wasn't. Julia, care to comment on Senator Daniels' actions at the inquiry session the other day? I have extremely biased view. It's probably for the best that I refrain from commenting here. Well said. Uh, thank you, caller. Who's next? Hello, you're on with Meg and Julia. Hi. I'm nervous about calling in, and I wanted to be the voice for the victims. We always welcome any voice who wants to advocate for victims. I've been watching Ben since his very first interview with you, Meg, and even though I really like the Haven, I just don't see how we can sit back and let people do bad things. Like Ben has said, why should a criminal get a right to privacy when victims can't get a right to safety? Hmm. Julia, your thoughts? Caller, thank you. I appreciate your thoughtfulness. As a victim myself, I struggled to get out of a situation where I was violated regularly. Oh, I am a fan, Julia. I've I've read your book, and I know your story. Oh, thank you. It's always wonderful to talk with a fan. And if you know my story, then you know my abuser violated not just my safety. He violated my privacy my trust, and even my very identity. The abuse was all-encompassing. I am so sorry that happened to you, Julia. Thank you. And as a survivor, I want to prevent that from happening to any other victim ever again. Right. That's why I agree with Ben's argument. Reading your story made me feel so sorry for you. Why not do everything in our power to prevent that from happening to anyone else. Have you been getting the live streams of the inquiry? Yeah, I have. So you're familiar with the story of KH? Yes. Dr. Colossi should not have read her past the line of consent. Why? 
because K.H. shouldn't have been violated like that. By her abuser? No, by Dr. Colossi. Did you hear what you just said? That reading past the line of consent is a violation in and of itself. You know, in all the debates we've had about this, I don't think I've ever considered that. We've been trying to deal with predators the way predators deal with everyone else. Interesting. Predators, abusers, they're all bullies. They bully and manipulate victims to get what they want. Reading past the line of consent is a form of bullying and violation that we cannot allow. It makes us the bullies. It turns victims into predators. I never thought of that. Julia, is that something you got from your time at the Haven? It's something I got from my time with Dr. Colossi. And, caller, you should know that while I admire Dr. Colossi, I hold her accountable for her mistakes. Yeah, it certainly was a mistake to read KH past the line of consent. It was. But it wasn't... Didn't Dr. Colossi read KH past that line because of the physical danger KH was in? Well, that's the double bind you get into when you advocate for survivors. You have to advocate for their whole safety, and you have to play within these ethical rules, and you have to prevent predators from doing worse damage. It's a very tricky line to walk. Um, I have another question for Julia, if we have time. Okay, go for it. Ben's made it sound like the Haven is too good to be true. And while I want to believe that Dr. Colossi is as wonderful as everyone says, this inquiry makes her seem like she's hiding something. I guess, well, I just feel conflicted. Caller, you are not the only one who is conflicted. So your question is about whether or not Dr. Colossi is good? Uh, sort of. It's more about how can we ever know who the real predator is? If manipulators lie to us, and if someone like Dr. Colossi can be accused of terrible things, then can we ever really know the truth? That's a tough question. And a good one. An important one. I put my trust and faith in Dr. Colossi. But if evidence came out that she was a manipulator, I would change my mind about her. I think that would hurt, though, to think you'd trusted her and then to find out she was actually the devil? Yes, it, it really would. And part of what Ben and I have been arguing these past few months has been all about how can we tell if someone is a predator in advance? And while I would love to live in a world where we can really tell in advance, I've had to accept that we just can't know until we spend a little time interacting with someone. I mean, there's no zodiac sign or eye color or big red arrow that's going to determine a predator. So there's truly no way to tell? At the Haven, we spend a lot of time on the knowledge tool, where we learned all about red flags, tiny indicators that tell us something isn't quite right. The more I learned about red flags and what a predator really looks like, the more I learned that my old preconceptions of predators was wrong. Preconceptions like? I always thought a predator couldn't apologize because predators don't know how to take responsibility, right? But they can offer pretend apologies and pretend remorse that looks real. I mean, my abuser was able to apologize and cry better than anybody I know. I think I found a topic for another interview, as we're out of time. Caller, thank you so much. Thank you. And Julia, 
thank you so much for the work you're doing. I appreciate all you're doing to speak for the victims. Thank you for your support. Without fans like you, I wouldn't have this platform to address these so important issues. Yes, thank you both. That is the end of our show tonight, but join us for tomorrow's review of the upcoming inquiry sessions where Senator Daniels has called Dr. Ashley Soleil, wife of Dr. Phoenix Soleil, and the inquiry will What you've just heard is a work of fiction, but we know that many listeners are living in a world of pain that isn't fictional at all. At the end of every episode, we're going to include an appendix of sorts. Some things we hope will serve those who live with a reality of fear and pain every day. First, we want to let you know about our website, www.empowering.tools, where we keep an ongoing list of books, websites, hotlines, and many other resources for victims and survivors of toxic relationships. Second, we love to hear from you. If you'd like to share your story with us or let us know how the episode impacted you, we'd love for you to reach out. These are deeply emotional things and we want to give you a chance to share. We're a small team, so an in-depth response isn't always possible, but we do read every message we receive. Third, if you're in crisis or you need to find an immediate way out, please call 800-799-7233 for the National Domestic Abuse Hotline. If your abuser is a parent or a non-romantic relationship, there are other resources we've listed on the website that are just for you. A reminder, emotional violence is still violence. You don't need to have bruises on your body to deserve help, and it's okay to feel what you're feeling when you call. Fourth, be safe. For some, getting out will take planning and time. If you know you need help, do what you need in order to safely get away. Lastly, we know how difficult it can be to believe there's hope on the other side of a toxic relationship. Many on our team know the devastatingly difficult steps it takes to get away from an abusive predator. But there is hope. You don't have to do it alone. If you don't have supportive family or friends, you can still find support at the hotlines we mentioned earlier or at a local hospital or shelter. Thousands of survivors have made it out. Getting out and reclaiming your freedom can be your story. We believe in you. We believe in your future. And, and we, we believe, believe in your, your right, right to that freedom. freedom.